Welcome to MTD Podcast. I'm joined today by Matt Kavanagh, Head of Engineering at MSC Industrial Supply. Welcome, welcome aboard. How are you doing, Colin? We're very well, thank you very much. You're going to tell us all about a great new service from MSC, but before we go into that, we're also joined by Paul Jones, MD and tried an experienced engineer, is that right, Paul? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Used the tools, used the machines, yeah. well, made let... some good bits and made some bad bits. Yeah, more bad bits than good, I heard. But you did actually do... <laughs> Did actually do your um, apprenticeship at Allen's as part of the Rolls Royce Group many years part, ago. Part of the Rolls Royce Group, yeah. And the reason I will come I didn't back. get given one. Okay, no, fair enough. But the the reason I wanted to introduce and and identify what and go through through what Paul has done is because we've got a great new service product, which is the Milmax, which is what you're going to tell us about today, Matt. I've done a, a lot of research. I don't profess to be an expert. That's why we've got you here. But I wanted to get Paul involved as well because he is, in all seriousness, a tried and tr well, tr I was going to say tried and trusted engineer but he's he's an engineer by by trade he's a wash with compliments a, a, lot, of, <laughs> a lot of experience so, so <laughs> questions on his script questions that i might not think of he'll throw out and we will put you on the spot absolutely. for sure yeah yeah so, do your best or the worst <laughs> so but uh, you know straight straight away milmax tell me more, more about it it's a brand new sort of say product service from msc what is yeah it? i suppose in a short and sweet way it's uh it's an exclusive product to msc yep. um it's a piece of software and hardware that um, is a product service to um, our customers um, and it defines uh, where stabilities are in the machine within just 15 minutes. So in very simple terms of what I understand, I can rapidly, inc well, I can massively increase my removal rates, reduce cycle times, um, improve surface finish, little little things, like, well not little things, some of the things? Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean they're quite monumental in the uh, in the in the industry i mean chatter vibrations resonance whatever you want to call it i yep. suppose just for some continuity we'll call it chatter for today yeah um but there it's been around for generations um what we what, what we've done with this uh, milmax is actually refined through scientific approach um a gentleman called tony schmidt who actually wrote the book on vibration um he developed the software through uh, oak ridge national laboratory in the in the us um, and this gentleman um, is a professor, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, very, for sure. Yeah. yeah, he's very, very elite within the industry. He's, uh, he's, he's been working um, on this scientific practice for a number of years, as I say, wrote the book um, on vibrations. And, and he's been able to work um, uh, and find the scientific approach with the multiple algorithms of the problems that you've yes. got in the machining um, characteristics and actually quantify it within some software to give some really simple information out that some technical engineers well, it's, it's can not really i'd say it's not simple engage. information but that all this information that you're, you're combining with the algorithms with the software is making it very easy for engineers to understand and and optimize their machining processes be it increased uh, metal removal rates reduced cycle times etc yeah for sure um i mean trying to trying to get the optimum metal removal and trying to trying <laughs> to get the uh, efficiency out of your capital equipment is is a minefield you can sometimes hey what do we do with the engineers we we have a look at a book data we have a minimum maximum uh, surface speed and we tend to go for the middle because then we can either reduce it or we can increase the surface speed and try and optimize it when we get to that middle range and we hear chatter, um, our first instance is to probably reduce the spindle speed down to slow it, to slow the uh, resonance or the chatter to try and stabilize the environment. Little do people know that there is actually other stabilities within the framework of that machine or the characteristics of that machine. 
what engineers do in the marketplace is they can sometimes stumble across that. Sometimes it's luck, sometimes it's knowledge and, and expertise. Um, but what they also do is they refine and then finite adjustments over days, weeks, months. Um, so just leaning on the machine as well, you know, just to feel the Yeah, listening. You know, and but what we're saying is we can literally, with an instrument, tap the tool and understand what the best qualities are and the most stability um, within 15 minutes. The, the MSC factor is quite a big part of this too as well. I'd, I'd probably like to get that out in the early days because one of the questions, in the early minutes, one of the questions I asked you before this podcast um, Matt, is it all just about the product or is it about the company that are supplying this service, which is what MSC are, are very proud of and very good of? Maybe you could give our listeners that, that don't know a quick overview of how your skill sets add value to the product too. Yeah, for sure. So um, I suppose the fundamental thing is MSC engineers aren't um, engineering team that just basically regurgitate um, data out of a book. We, we have a look at the nuances of the machine, what the uh, stability is, what the machine's um, uh, capabilities are. And what we do is we put the best practice around there. Now, Milmax gives us a really good um, advantage over the marketplace that we can actually pinpoint very quickly of where their optimum sta stabilities are. Now, not just is it great to get the stabilities of a certain machine uh, and set up an assembly um, what we can actually do is drive the characteristics to actually define the right strategy for metal removal as well yeah, because but, when you when you sorry Colin, but no, you, you, you got you got two, two scenarios here i mean you've got we've got engineers that are that would consider themselves quite knowledgeable so when they purchase a machine, they look at things like the build of the machine, how solid it is, how stable it is. When they select their tooling, they consider whether they need balanced tooling, whether they purchase their cut. You know, there's all of these factors that that come into play here, isn't there? So does it matter from, is there always something to gain? I suppose this is my question to you, regardless of how good you think you've got things in place with your your, your um, infrastructure, can you still make, um, you know, positive gains? Yeah, I suppose that I suppose that's the key thing about continuous improvement. It's all them finite changes that makes you better than your competition. MSC want to engage in that because of yes, we've got Milmax, but the capabilities and skill sets that we've got as an engineering team. I think I, I did some uh, uh, added up all the ages and took away the kind of when they started the industry, and we've got about five hundred years worth of ex engineering experience in the team. I mean, it's phenomenal. So if I ever said to you, uh, if I ever said to you, okay, well I. I've got this brilliant machine. I've got this brilliant strategy, this brilliant solution. You'd never come and, and use your piece of hardware and software and go, actually, I can't, I can't do this any better. Is there always something that this product can help you with? I'm going to cut in there because okay. each, sorry, sorry, Matt. And sorry, Paul, <laughs> because each individual machine, like everything pretty much on this planet has its own, its own individual resonance. So when you're putting a, a machine spindle tool holder, um, well, you don't vibrate. Uh, whatever, Paul. But they're, they're all unique, and that's what this is identifying. You, you're giving it the tap test. You're getting that unique profile for that setup, and that's that's what you're looking at. Yeah, and then this sure. software will then optimise all that. Yeah, so, so if, if you look at a machine as like a thumbprint, so everyone's human uh, thumbprint that's is a better, like a That's unique. a much better analogy, thank you. So, so whether it's the concrete that it's sitting on or vibration pads, whether it's the rail linear rails on the machine whether it's the inline spindle or, or uh, belt driven spindle um, what we're trying to detect is 
the the vibrations come from the machine machine assembly and over years and age in machine you're obviously going to get more vibrations because of wear and tear yeah what we're trying to what we're trying to do is not just look at what the tool's doing but the actual capital equipment for a customer because fundamentally that's the bread and butter of a of a businesses company that they've got to try and maximize the revenue out of their out of their yeah. machine so coming back to your question paul about yes it's great to get all the fundamentals in place whether it's the hydraulic power trucks the right tools um the the right machine for power remote uh, for for load and power removal or or lightweight machines for what's that other applications that's all great but there are still finite um, adjustments because engineering is such a grey area and that's the fun part about engineering. You go to one machine shop and you'll have three different engineers making that same product in different, three different ways. Gosh. And that's what you're trying to, is that part of what you're trying to do is stamp, stamp that out? I, re I remember so, some years ago we, um, we, we had a competition I was working for um, in, in an application role and we, we, we had a case where there was different countries doing exactly the same job, doing exactly the same thing, but who can who can beat each other? Different applications. It was just crazy. It was yep. great though, yeah. Yeah. So, what happens is in the industry is sometimes um, you you can get in businesses, let's say two or three different programmers, and then programmers can um, like their strategies or like the particular tool or their own nuances about how they like to attack a piece of material or whatever that may be. But what happens is, is it has a knock-on effect within a business for, for what I see and what MSC try to help our customers in as much as that if you've got three different variances going on the shop floor and three different lots of data, I'm coming back to Milmax now, so what's that stability? It has an effect on the shop floor because you're not getting the consistency. The operators, the setters, they're not having the right data. The same piece of material, okay, the, the net shape of what you're actually manufacturing might be different, but the data really shouldn't be shouldn't change because of that stability and the certainty in in the uh, in the production environment. Okay, so you're basically trying to give stability within that machine shop. Everything, the process is there. It's set. And you're making yourself. We ultimately make yourselves more efficient. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you've got some a unified best practice, it doesn't really matter if you've got um, raw data that yep. doesn't really. You know, it can be achieved. You get get more out of it. You know, it can be achieved better. But that's okay. That that's a level platform. Work from that. Okay. But when you're spitting out this, and I know we're gonna we're gonna talk in there. I'm gonna ask you two minutes to walk us through how it actually all works. But when when you're um, making your assessment or you're doing your test, your tap test, does it matter what the the products that are involved in this, let's call this thumbprint that you talk about? Because these thumbprints have different control systems. They have different, you know, there's a myriad of, op you know, you go into one machine shop and you'll see a machine with using a FANUC system that's programmed using, you know, Hypermill software. You'll go somewhere else and it's a control from, you know, day dot, where, where where can it start and where does it end or can it work with anything? Um, so the, fundamentally, the whether it's different uh, CAD systems or different machines, I mean that that they're all they're they're always going to be there. What we're talking about is a finite setup of a tool assembly. So for the purpose of the cameras, I know it's a podcast today, but um, we got a tool here. So each machine is looking for the. The, the right character or the software shall I say is looking for the characteristics so it's looking for the the actual um, 
back end of what the tool is, BT40, BT50, HSK, plethora of, of what's on the market. Um, it's looking at the actual overall length of the tool holder. It then looks at the ejection distance of the, the tool. It looks at the, the load, of, so the kilowatts of the actual spindle. It looks at the actual maximum spindle speed of the machine. And then it takes into effect all the radial depths of cut, the length of cut, and so forth. And we can actually determine where the stabilities are with them characteristics, even as much as the accuracy and the surface finish as well. Right, so you'll, at the beginning of this tap, so what you'll do is you'll have it in the machine, you'll attach some, a sensor to the tool. Yep, so again, um, so we've got... Um, Essentially, it's a hammer. We like to call it an accelerometer because oh, it sounds a little I bit mean, nicer. That, you can't call that a hammer. We'll, we'll get in all sorts of trouble calling it. So it's an accelerometer. <laughs> okay, a, refi a refined hammer, yeah. Absolutely. So attached. And then you've got a sensor on the other side of the, of the tool. So, yeah. So we've got... Um, so, yeah. So coming from there, so we've got a hammer with a cable that, that comes from there. Yep. On the actual tool, we have a vibration sensor that, again, it's got a cable that comes back to some hardware. Yeah. The hardware then, um, or the software translates, when you strike a tool, yep. it translates what the resonance is um, from that tool back into the software. Now the actual software knows if you tap the tool too hard, it comes up with a, an acknowledgement that I've tapped it too hard. If you've tapped it too soft, tap again. It also denotes whether you've done a double tap. So it, it, it really detects and wants to know the kind of frequencies that that's looks right. Um, so all this software is working in the background to keep it relatively simple for you guys for sure yeah some great results out we, at the end of it though where does the data spat out where, where 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 does the data go so you, into an ipad onto your phone onto a, a bit of software on a laptop um and and on there you can actually see the coherence of the resonance so you can see even if you've done a tap on the software it allows you to do it this is part of the kind of the technical know-how of the software that we actually look at the coherence of what we're getting back from the software. So what do you mean by coherence of the? So, so the actual frequency. So, right. so the, the best way I can explain, like peaks and troughs on an oscilloscope. So if you was looking at your heart, heart uh, monitor uh, at the hospital, where you can see them peaks and troughs, yep. what we want to try and do is stabilize that as much as possible. And that means that the tool effectively isn't wobbling resonance. So there's an element of compensation. If it looks like this, for example, that waveform, what yeah. you want to try and get right. is is this. Yeah, so sure. just and that's what the software does. Yeah. Right? It, it smooths that. That peaks and troughs peaks out and within, troughs. within a given RPM, so how fast the speed's, the speed's going. If you end up going into a different quadrant, you might see them peaks and troughs come. So you want to try and get in between the certain peaks and troughs. Can I just stop you there, though? So take a step back. You, you've tapped it with your accelerometer. Yep. Not a hammer, just to clarify. That will actually show that the resonance on a separate chart, which you can see. I mean, again, this is a podcast. So it's, but then that will take that information and it will actually put it into a, a dashboard so the engineer can see it. So you put in your data, you put in your RPM, your, um, your, your spindle speed, your HP, what machine it is. Yeah. And then it will actually come up with a dashboard for the engineer to see. And then, then they can then... For sure. So, so it works on like a bit of a traffic light system. So right. green, stable amber uh, unstable red chatter yep. stay away um but the, the 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 actual small intricacies of where that stability is it it's so um accurate right um what what we've actually done tests um to so th this this software has been already um launched in the us um and the us have got certain um uh um 
values that they've said, okay, we're doing a 170% metal, roo metal roo removal. Easy for you to say. Yeah, <laughs> I'll spat that on out. Um, so uh, yeah, 170% MRR um, efficiencies. Wow. So obviously they've launched it for quite some time. It's new to, to, the, to the UK. We've done yeah. some tests and I can, I can positively say that we're, we can actually, we've matched what they've okay. said. So, but again, just looking at, so you've got, you've done your tap test, you've got your, the resonance of the, of the machine. Let's look at the, the whole machine, the spindle, each, each one is, each one is essentially individual. You then got that dashboard, you put in your data and you can see, I mean, I'm just trying to be, Give a give a picture. Kind of like a, like a a speedometer. A speedo, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Paul's always in the red. I like to be sort of in the green. But you can. But what we're alluding to here with this with, with this dashboard, you might have a twelve thousand RPM machine, and engineers will go up to maybe six thousand, and it, you start getting that chatter, and then they'll back off. Yeah, I suppose which in, is which is what <clears throat> normally happens in in a real life world, and I've been on the shop floor myself. What, what you'll see is you, you pick a surface speed, you pick a feed, you start engaging the tool into the material, and if you hear chatter, your mates are looking at you. You're thinking, yeah. what are you doing? And, you, and you, <laughs> you're running down the spindle speed to try and get some stability. You might, if you're feeling brave, pick up the surface speed, or you might uh, to try and get stability, or you might pick up the feed depending on, on your kind of knowledge. And I suppose that's where MSC can also also help with our engineers. That's a bit like driving down a bumpy road, isn't it? If, sometimes if, if you go faster, you feel less of the bumps. <laughs> it's true though, Not it's a similar sort of thing. Car. If you go slower, you, you feel more of the bump. So it's trying to find what that sweet spot is, isn't yeah. it? That's what you can, but you can only do that by hear and by feel, but now we're able to look at it actually in its real yeah. form yeah it's a, and again yeah. this i mean having seen that you've seen i think you've seen the dashboard as well but it's brilliant because you know i, I just said the figures you've got six thousand but then you can change the actual radial yeah so i mean this is the great part people people look at this software and the way the way that sometimes it can be uh, interpreted is that when you as if by magic i know ah, again it's a, it's a podcast but you can see it behind me perfect. here it's, yeah a, yeah it's a shame we can't uh, change change the where the crosshair is but yeah um Okay, oh, well, there. Magic as well. there we go. Working um, magic again. So, so you, you can see on the crosshairs when we start moving it around, you can see where the red and the green actually start moving. So yeah. actually, if you've got chatter on a tool, you just tap the tool and it'll tell you where the stability is. Now, to be quite honest, engineers would, our engineers would be looking at, okay, what's the tool holder? What's the, I don't know, additional adapters? And they'd try and get the actual um, application perfected and then tap again to get the optimised results. Yeah. But... What you can also do is if you've got a new setup and a new tool and whether you think it's rigid or, or not, but you've got that setup and you want to understand what strategy you're going to start utilizing, whether that be high feed or whether that be um, full slot or whether that be trachoidal, you can actually look at the metal removal against the cycle time and use these crosshairs with different tools to actually see, okay, what's going to be my best practice? What am, I, what am I going to do for my cycle time and get the metal removal out because I've got production demands, I've got X amount of things that are waiting and I need to get out, I need to get these products out as stable and as efficient as possible. Okay, so I'm not doing this on every, I'm trying to establish now how much labour is involved in what we do here. I'm not doing this in every machining operation or every tool, am I? I'm not, I'm not slowing down my overall production time and my cycle times because I'm spending an 
inordinate amount of time tapping my tools. It doesn't work like that, does it? No. So, so obviously, when when you speak to say, obviously, when you speak to a, a technical representative from MSC, we'll be taking a load of characteristics from from you before we even get on site. Um, whether that is the a picture of the actual tool, what does the tool hold, or what's the ejection distance. So we'll start populating all the data before we come on site. We'll ask you to have if it's a roughing operation or a finishing operation, just please press feed hold at that point. And then when we're ready to come down and execute, we'll tap the tool and then we can press NC start to make sure that we can actually look at the results as well. This, I mean, this is a great solution to improve metal removal rate, I can say that, but you can not trade off, is that the right word? You could say, right, I want higher metal removal rate or I want longer tool life or I want better surface finish. Yeah, definitely. So, so yeah, you can actually depict whether you're gonna um, use it for an increased surface finish that probably won't get you the actual accuracy especially uh, when you're looking at finishing and roughing applications and then also for accuracy and surface finish, finish specifications you can actually get the software to detect which one will be the most stable environment for you especially when you're doing kind of thin wall finishing or really long pockets as well when you've got extremities on the tools so i'm thinking that's going to take that if you're doing if you're going for the surface finish for example that's going to take out save you more time and cost because it's going to take out other operations such as your deburring or your polishing and grinding and things like that potentially um, i think that for me them are all part and parcels of what we try and do to mitigate yep. extra operations but for for the actual purpose and the operation itself is the tool going to leave the right surface finish for us are we going to have the stability and for me this software is is absolutely phenomenal and great but for me the the conversation to a business is get stability and certainty and this and and the optimum performance and, and that's what this and how quickly is. and how long does all this take because I, I i mentioned earlier about do i have to do this on every tool do i have to do it every day do i do it once a month do i just do it at the start of a a quarter or the start of a project just tell us how, how that works, because that's a big part in what's involved for the actual end user themselves. Yeah, I realised we didn't get to that, uh, that answer, so apologies <laughs> right. for that. That's um, why I asked you again. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Um, if we end up tapping every tool, we'd be there for ever and a day. Yeah? I mean, the, the amount of um, businesses that have got, got thousands and thousands of different tool setups and... Um, what we're there is what we're there to do is to utilize this software when we're looking for i don't know particular cost savings in customers or particular parts where they've got high scrap usage um, because the surface finish implications aren't, aren't the best um, it's about how do we guarantee that customer the the right precise um, outcome and we would just be looking at the specific tool got it so you've got a part I, you, you come into my machine shop, one of your, your very technical and skilled engineers comes in and goes, you know, we could maybe make that a bit better. Let's, let's, let's see where, why you're getting such uh, tool wear. Let's see if we can get it through the shop quicker. Let's see if we can make these. And then you would perform your test. You would then get your result and then you would implement the, the, the better strategy, the better ways of doing it in order to improve these things. And then that part would then run for its life. Yeah. And then you could come and to, to do another part or another machine. Is that a, an example of yeah, how it could work? Yeah, for sure, a hundred percent. I suppose uh, MSC are a uh, supplier of metalworking, MRO, PPE. We we have vending machines and we look for consolidation. But the consolidation part and offering a tool is just a service to the supply chain. It's all the additional services and products that we've got through hardware and softwares that really help support that, and we uh, we help them. 
specific operations to get the cost savings to get them better than their competition so i think key to that as well is the fact that it's not just about providing <clears throat> tools tool holders the tap test the mill max you've got and i think the numbers keep changing because it's going up all the time about 20 time served engineers with you know hundreds of years of experience so you, you're going to turn up and you're going to really add that value yeah 100 percent. i mean sometimes you, you you'll speak to um, technical um, expertise, and we've got to go and speak to I don't know, someone in Germany or someone to get the real, the real niche information. The great thing is that our engineers are time served. So whether you've got um, whether you've got a, I don't know a stable tool in one instance in one machine, and then you think, great, I'm going to go and use that on a different machine. Sometimes it doesn't quite work right, but we've got engineers that will look at all the factors on the machine and go, okay, right, I need to do this, I need to change this, this is the reason. It yeah. might be backlash on the machine or something. So we'll have a look at all of the instances and use our technical capabilities. So who, do, who does this fit then, Matt, as a business? Who, who's your ideal candidate? I mean, obviously, it's a very new product, and you've said you've had some great results coming out of, of the States. Who do you identify that can really get some good wins out of this? I think everybody in engineering, to be quite honest, but the, the fundamental part is obviously it's exclusive to MSC. We want to have leverage in the marketplace and be able to support um, a, a plethora of, of, of customers and of, um, suppliers to the manufacturing industry for sure. But you invest in us and we'll invest in you. Um, and, and we want to try and just make sure that we're making British manufacturing the best it can be. So we don't just come along and... and in, you in, we buy one of those, you send us an invoice and we, it's, a, it's actually, it comes as a, as a part of a complete engineering solution yeah, for sure. from your team. I think yeah, that's a key word, sure. isn't it? It's a whole solution you're going to be providing. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Okay. Um, I've got a couple of questions for man. I'm going to put you on a spot here. Shoot. So is it, you know, any machine, any type of tooling, any type of tool holder? Um, so... The, I suppose the, uh, it's in the title, Mill yeah. Max. So oh, mi it's all right, a, all right. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, so it's a miller machine. So it can't be yeah. used on a, on a lathe. But if you've got, the, there's been some questions, can it be used on live tooling on, on a lathe? Well, if the material's fixed and the tool's rotating, then yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, can it be used on um, single point boring bars on milling machines? Well, yeah, it's, it's a rotating tool. Are you reading all my questions I've got written here, mate? Sorry. <laughs> so right, you're hitting the right. tool when it's stationary, when it's spinning, just to give us a, a real flavour of... Yeah, I suppose that, that's a really good uh, point. So, yeah, we'll, we'll tap the tool while it's in a static position. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And in the machine. What about um, the work holding? Does that affect it? You know, you're holding that billet and... Yeah, so work holding is, is another factor to take into consideration. Yep. And again, that's something from what we support from a, an engineering team at MSC is about the stability in the workpiece. But I suppose it works exactly the same if you've got a really stable tool and, an inf and a thin wall, inflexible workpiece, you're going to get resonance. What we're saying is from, from the actual software itself, we can actually have a stability in the tool the workpiece we, we work with this will give you some great data and an ability to really influence um companies as to what they should and maybe shouldn't purchase won't it because you'll go out to sites you will you know do your tap test and there'll be some machine tools and there'll be some com complete packages that you'll go you know this is this is pretty stiff or whatever the word would be and there'll be others that you'll look at and you'll go actually we've we've tap tested this kind of machine 
on many occasions and we've seen a lot of resonance here. So that can give you quite a good steer as to how to help your companies, not just maybe with their solutions on on, on the tooling, but, but everything that goes around it, can't it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, Milmax will be a large part of that. But I suppose the fundamental thing is MSC. But you'll see the results. You'll continually see well, what works well and what doesn't. A hundred, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. But it's without that um, brand bias. Mm. We're always checking to make sure that it's the right application and the right tool for the job. Milmax will help us quantify that, and then there's leverage then on how we help the industry with that data that we've got. Because everybody should. I'm not saying everybody will be able to use the same data because of the machine characteristics but if they've got similar machine similar machines yeah. then yeah for sure come and speak to msc and we'll we'll tell you what we've used um in previous occasions and then you'll come out and do the test obviously yeah yeah, yeah. what about different materials you know you're talking your ink canals your aluminiums your plastics yeah all, so composites I, all of this is taken into consideration um so you you can actually define your own materials if you go on to some advanced courses with the software, but there, there is a, your P1s, P2s, ink canals, titanium. Actually, I'm just looking behind, I've got on the screen behind, I know again, reiterate it's a podcast, but on here you can actually put in different material groups. Is that yeah, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. And you can uh, put different characteristics of the materials in, but that again is from a, the technical resource from an MSc engineer. Okay. As a business, you must be um, forecasting and thinking, right now we've, we've got this here. Where do you want to see it in a couple of years time or how do you perceive it will be received and, and how many people will you be tap testing? Um, well, I hope it's received well. It is a, a differentiator in the marketplace and, and it's amazing that um, we've got that differentiator at MSC. Um, I'd like to think that just as well as having Milmax, but with all the other um, additional services that MSC offer. And again, it's not just about that bending with providing the providing a tool or, or that PP or MRO. You but, could end up selling less tools though, if they, if they last longer. You could end up, you know, there's all these things, isn't it? It's like sometimes we go to machine tool companies and they, you know, they're now selling an automation solution to load a machine. And you yeah. go, well, you know what? If you sell that automation system, you're probably not going to sell another spindle because they might not need it. But, you know, you're doing the best for your customer. Yeah, I mean, the, we've been, we recently went to a customer where they were just about to purchase another machine and we'd done a business needs analysis and we said, why are you purchasing us another machine when you've got a third still left of, of um, efficiencies in that machine? Yeah. And, and we've actually proven it. We've gone in there and changed the actual application and they haven't bought a machine now. I mean, that's what... 200, 250,000 pounds worth of, of... Of course, so some poor you... old salesman's lost out on a machine order. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, we're, but we're here to support, support the, the marketplace. Customer, yeah? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and it, it, I'm, a sale is a sale. Let, let's just park that for, for a minute. It's about how you support the customer. Yep. It's about the British industry. And I, I, know, I, know, I know probably people see MSC on there, but take that away. Our engineering team and our business, and for sure me, so passionate and making sure that we're doing the right thing. I got asked the question uh, another uh, the other day, what's your best saying that you would say to someone? And it was do one to others as you would do to yourself. Yeah. If I wouldn't expect the the expertise and the knowledge in the field, I would, our customers should expect the same. Absolutely. So, I'll, I'll be interested to see the case studies on this in, in, in months, maybe down the line, because this will be where, you know, you can talk percentages, but in, in, in real life situations, we need to be able to get to grips with that and go, do you know what? This is, this is really is phenomenal. Yeah. Really? And that's what I think will be 
interesting to see in, in months to come. If, can, if, if I just come back to your other question, Paul, sorry, um, where you said about the we'll, we'll actually be losing sales um, because we'll be doing cost savings. Our, actual engine, our engineers, are, their KPIs are to deliver con- contracted cost savings for our customers. So, so we, ha- we, we stand by what we, what we do. But with customers that we've, that we've uh, and what we've experienced to date is that the more cost savings we do, the more efficient the company is, the more time that they've got to actually pull more, more businesses. And we've actually seen our business and our customers grow and invest in more MPI work. They've, done, they've been able to actually... I mean. To, the, to be able to do CI work when you've got a load of MPI work um, coming in is just phenomenal. So you're not running around. And again, it comes back to that stability, the efficiencies. Yeah. Which all ties in with the Milmax. Which, Can I just, yeah. um, just sort of funneling down a couple more questions on the actual yeah. Milmax itself. The tools, any, any type of tool? Yeah, so um, we indexable. Yeah. Um, Variable pitch helix, um, standard standard carbide, HSS, cobalt. So any, any tool. What about th- through through coolant? Through coolant, yeah, yeah no yeah, problem. Yeah. Okay. Um, any size? So diameter, length. So of course, obviously, with the with the instrument, and you're you're actually the tapping the tool, the accelerometer. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I would probably not go down any more than eight mil, um, yeah. only because of obviously the. The, the inflexibilities of, of the carbide you don't want to be breaking any tools but and then we've also got um there's that there's actual um again i know we're on the podcast but there's actually a, a thread on the back and you can put a, a weight on there the software the software tells you when to put the weight on there so if you've got a certain diameter if it's for um an inserted tool it will say please put the weight on there and we will do up to about 150 mil diameter um, you could put more weight on there, but I mean, how far do you go? <laughs> is there anybody that's listening or watching this that will go, oh, we've already got something like that. We always do. We, we already, we already assess this. You know, are, are there many, because this is new, new to me and we do a lot of traveling at MTD going around companies yeah. and seeing new uh, products being used, but will there be anybody that will be thinking that? Um, so, so, so the, as I say, I think we said at the start that chatter vibration resonance, what, what you want to call it, um, it's been around for centuries. Uh, and to overcome it has been a nightmare and a frustration for, for most in the industry. Um, there are things that people will look at um, tapping fixtures and they'll have a vibration sensor on there to see if uh, it's stable and they'll put pack in, they'll change the fixturing to try and make sure that it's a dull noise without any vibration. There very are th- manual ways of yeah, doing it. Yeah, yeah, and it's very manual calculation. There are things that you've got vibration sensors on machines, so it's looking at the bearings, but it's only looking at the actual bearing rather than actually what's going into the. But for me, this product is... is because wasn't, wouldn't a machine tool supplier be developing or have something developed in their control system in their, you know, a lot, a lot of these controls are moving towards the, the industry four element. They've got maintenance um, within them. They've got diagnostics within them. Is this not something, is there anything similar or is there any way that a machine tool could, supplier could have something like this in their own solution that would identify and give similar data to what doing the tap test does? So, so I don't, no, <laughs> no, but each um, t- pushing back on that though, you might have your machine tool, but each sort of configuration is different because you've got you've got the spindle, you've got the machine, you've got the spindle, you've got the holder, you've got the tool, and by the, by the time you put them all together, there's so many different variables. So well, yeah, that's, I mean that's what that's taking that out. I think just 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 to add on to that, and I, 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 
that that no kind of I didn't want that to be like a, a, a full stop at the end. Um, there are machines that have got vibration sensors in there, um, and they will look at the the spindle to make sure that the bearings, um, whether that be for warranty purposes or whether that just be to support the customer's uh, manufacturing purposes, that's what they're there for. But then you add on more um, uh, assemblies to yeah, that yeah. spindle, so it, it's kind of like when you, when you if you was trying to lift something really, really small, then, then it's great. The longer it goes, the harder it is, and, and you get more resonance the more uh, the, the, it's like the, if the extremities that you get. A car being driven with just one person in it, the manufacturer will roughly know how that's going to handle. But if you start sticking suitcases on the top, yeah. something in the boot, yeah. something out, we'll, yeah. you know. It, it, and it's not monitoring that assembly. No, yeah. no. People who don't know MSC, you've got a fantastic engineering team, you know, and it's not just about selling tools and things like that. Tell me more about them. But let me reiterate, I don't want every individual name. Yeah, there's 20 of them, so yeah, I won't give them all away. Um, so yeah, we're, we're um, apprentice trained engineers. Um, we're not just looking at a catalog and regurgitating data out of there because, um, hey, anyone can do that. Um, it's just a, just about remembering the data. What what we've what we've got is an engineering team that actually have a look at the application itself on the actual machine equipment. Um, so the setups, the the fixturing, um, the uh, the inertia of the machine, the the load of the machine, um, and we use all of them that quantified known data in able to uh, either optimize or uh, set a job up, much like what a machine OEM would do, machine tool sale OEM would do, because they want to make sure that that machine is shown off in the in the best light and the best way, um, and they'll use the CAD CAM systems to make sure the strategies are right, to make sure that the tool contact is fine so there's no air movement. So the engineers are looking at all of the different intricacies, the different tools that are in the marketplace, and once you bring all of them elements in, and use Milmax on top to make sure that you've got that optimum setup, you can really start um, integrating that how, uh, how you use the CAD CAM systems. And what we do as a, an engineering team is we utilize all of that experience and knowledge from the physical world, but in a digital, um, in a digital uh, transition, what we do with the customers is actually set the uh, fixtures up, put the work pieces in there, um, show them the actual tack times of actually the, the tools on there. So it's not no longer like a finger in, wet your finger and put it in the air about what's that time. It's actually physically what's going on with the CAN systems. I know there's like a five or 10% plus or minus figure on the, on the actual output of the cycle time. But the engineers give uh, a proven test about collision avoidance on there uh, of that tool assembly against the component model. They're looking at bespoke fixturing and putting that on there and also looking at automation. So it's a complete service that you probably will get from an OEM selling a machine tool. But our customers, because the, this was a really long answer for your question, so apologies, but- It's a good listen. Um, <laughs> but our customers, when they, or businesses are MDs, when they actually buy a machine, they're spending like, I don't know, 100, 150,000, 200, oh, half a million pounds. Yeah. yeah, it's a huge investment in their business. And sometimes the supply chain can not look, not be looked in the right way because it's very much in the moment. This is a tool, it costs X amount. And actually the supply chain, when you look at it in a complete entity, it's the cost of a machine. So the MD or whoever, the procurement people, when they're really looking at that, that, um, 
capex cost for that business. Everybody will be so wedded to what to make sure it does what it does. But just as a supply chain, they should look at that exactly the same. And our engineers make sure that whatever we're supporting uh, into their business from a, a consumable product, we have to make sure that their capital equipment is, is, is working to the optimum performance. The environment we're in at the moment, we all know what's going on. It's given sort of engineers, the MDs, machine shops time to take a step back and actually reassess how they're working. So how does what MSE and, and Milmax tie in with that? Yeah, um, I mean, for sure, um, when you look at things, and it's obviously it's on everyone's front of mind, COVID, um, it's given companies a lot more time to have a look at um, how they're machining things, um, what's the um, best practices within their businesses. And what we're, what we're looking at at the moment is the industry. I mean, everyone can see it's actually it's on a trajectory the lot, the lot we've never seen before. I think it was, I heard, I think there's some figures going out, but I heard some 1941, we've never seen such a, an elevated uh, The year column was, don't do that. I knew that was, <laughs> why'd you do that every time, Paul? But anyway, that's not I've right been now. waiting for someone to say that, <laughs> to state that fact for ages, so I could drop yeah, that just, just Sorry, carry on. Silver is a new blonde, by the way. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, exactly fact, so. yeah, so they're, they're, they're reassessing how, they, how they're working. Yeah, so they're reassessing how they're working, especially when you think of like the things, I mean, it's, it's on topical point of everyone's conversations, like reshoring. So when you start getting um, businesses trying to take that work back in-house, now they'll also be looking for NPI work, so new, new product introduction. Um, when they've got this new work in, when they've got that reshoring work that they, that, that they may subcontract out previously, how are they making sure that that's efficient, optimised, that stability again? We've got to help support that throughput for customers and MSC engineers really take effect of how we can make that streamlined. It's an interesting point because you, you talk about um, people looking for new business, uh, you know, potentially changing their business in, in current circumstances. But where, where is your angle and your aim for this particular product that we talk about here? I mean, are we talking about small companies? Are we talking about production facilities, tool rooms? Where, where, where exactly does it fit, Matt? Yeah, it's a great question, Paul. Um, so if you think of if you think of a, a production shop, most people will probably tend to think, okay, this tap test is great. I'm using um, same material, same machine, running all the while, tap test it, and jobs are good. Actually, what you can do, it's that quantified data. So if we just think about parking the actual tool assembly and all the actual granular detail and just think about the actual data. Yes, that's great because now we know what we're going to be utilising. But if you start looking at that tool assembly when you've got small production, so like a, a dynamic workshop where they've got two offs, five offs, ten offs, whatever they are, and they're, let's say they're all machining in, I don't know, aluminium, stainless 316, titanium, whatever it may be. If they've got a tool that's set up in a certain uh, assembly, so again, I know it's a podcast, but... Um, We've got a tool ejection distance and a, and a tool setup, and and that is the requirements that will always be on them on that machine. If you're looking at a roofing application, let's say, and you know that quantified data is x amount radial engagement, x amount of depth, my speed and my feed will give me a really stable en engagement through the shop floor. I know how long that tool's going to last. I know when the operator needs to change it. So now we're starting to create stability. So now really it doesn't matter if it's always in 316 stainless, let's say, the actual 
prismatic shape of the components can be anything but the actual way that you remove it will always be the same so it really doesn't for me it doesn't really matter about whether it's a long production or a small dynamic workshop it's about utilizing the tool with them the kind of like rules of engagement and, and using it with that data so it's not it's not uh, a man with one machine in a garage oh sorry it can be a man with one machine in a garage and it can be a company that's got 200 machine tools the answer to the question really i suppose is everybody is is everybody yes um where are you going to be in two years time with this though matt with this this uh let's say brand new uh, revolution this new way of of monitoring these things um what's your projections as a company uh, the expectation is we're uh, supporting the complete uk manufacturing industry um i would love to be in a position where where people see msc built to make you better as a brand and they know that they're going to get certainty efficiency a level of technical capabilities and not only that we've got hardware and software solutions and services that really um, bring out the best qualities in their production environment so there you have it matt from msc has given us a fantastic summary there in every machine shop ultimately so thank you for joining us paul from mtd my md uh, and engineer mm, debatable and matt from MSC Industrial Fight. Absolutely fantastic. Look forward to getting out there and seeing that Milmax working. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the MTD podcast. If you found value in this episode, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. Find more episodes on mtdcnc.com.